Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. I appreciate you. Big hour coming your way. It's going to be uh, Cash Patel at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around. He was the former uh, chief of staff over the Department of Defense. He's the guy that let out the information that President Trump offered a bunch, a bunch of um, National Guard troops, between 10 and 20,000. Think about that. That That's a lot. And uh, at the end of the day, the left is lying about it. If you go on Twitter, anytime that story comes up, Twitter will actually put up as a news story. I don't know if you've seen this, but as a news story, Twitter will put up the fact that um, this is somehow uncorroborated. Mm-hmm. There is no evidence, they'll say, that former President Trump offered National Guard troops. Yeah, I've heard that. That's what they'll say. And there is. And Cash Patel says he showed the evidence to the J6 committee. You're not going to see Cash Patel call to that committee. And this, this administration is so weird. You've got Pete Buttigieg knows something about transportation, literally telling people the herd is good. Then you've got Corrine Jean-Pierre, who doesn't know Clarence Thomas's name. Did you see that piece of video? Um, no. What, how did I'm going to bring that. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll bring that in a moment. Okay. But, but first, got to admit to people, i got to let them know, it's Tuesday. Oliver! Crazy Train Tuesday. Gained probably 1,000, 1,500, maybe close to 2,000. Over on Instagram, that's where I'm doing the come on videos now. Instagram, it's Joe Talk Show, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. The backup video I did on TikTok is taken off, so more people are coming over to Instagram now. I'm not going to do any more videos on TikTok, I'm done. You follow me on TikTok, I've already deleted the app from my phone. It's not on there anymore, they can't track me anymore. We're doing it on Instagram now, where they've never taken any of my videos down. They still squelch my reach, but they don't take my videos down. So we'll stay there, where you know at least the content will be up, and if you want the content, you go there and follow me. Joe Talk Show. Carrie, how you doing? You good? Fantastic. You are fantastic. That's Polo getting it done. Sam making it happen. Have it have Sam as if you're Sam okay? Where's Sam? They were concerned about the Sama. So she's back today. Sam, your sister CJ said I should tell the people what we were really laughing at. And I can't, can I? No, I cannot. Carrie, I can't. Well, why do you bring it up then? Give us a well, little I'm just saying, what are you talking about? That, I'm not telling you because you'll use it against me. <laughs> oh, come on. Now I got to know. What's no, I'm not saying fun? it. Mm-hmm. I'll say it on the air. We'll see how nice you are. Maybe I'll send you a message mm-hmm. on it, but I can't I can't say it. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. So something disparaging about you? Well, no. I said something, and Sam, because she's a potty brain, thought something different. Oh, Okay. She's still laughing. I mean, it's just, I, I can't. Anyway, so glad to have you. Cash Patel at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that great interview as always. If you're on Truth Social, go and follow him at Cash. It's K-A-S-H. Uh, I'm at Joe Pags over there, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Uh, go to Truth Social. I'm on an Android. I can't. Not in the Google Play Store. You've got Google Chrome on your phone. Go there and type in truthsocial.com and go sign up on the browser. You can do it that way, and you can check it out that way. And then you can, I'm pretty sure you can make a thumbnail on an Android phone that can go on, on the homepage. You can just click on it. It'll open up that webpage. So you can join. 
I think that I get the feeling that at the end of the summer, it'll be in the, the Google Play Store. But go there and do that. We talk about a lot of stuff. America first. Why are some Republicans going after people like Kerry Lake? Why is Mike Pence sort of doing a counter rally to Donald Trump? What is Nikki Haley talking about? Is she running for president now? So there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on that you should definitely check out. Now, Pete Buttigieg doesn't know anything about transportation. It was a horrendous um, mayor for South Bend, Indiana. Just a horrible mayor. He was no good. And for some reason, he gets the job to be the um, the transportation secretary. And it, it, it does confuse me because, look, I don't agree with Democrats on just about anything. But it confuses me when they say the quiet stuff out loud. You know what I mean? I mean, the stuff that you talk to each other when you're behind closed doors and you're like, yeah, we'll trick him with this one. Pete Buttigieg is so dumb. He doesn't know he wasn't supposed to say this out loud. Here he is being questioned by um, somebody on some committee. And the question is about gas prices and about how Americans are hurting. Here's what Pete Buttigieg's answer was. Of course, the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. I mean, the more pain people are all dealing with when it comes to the price of gas the more access or the more some let, let me just play it again because he basically says you have access to an electric vehicle you're glad about the pain it, carrie maybe i'm wrong but it comes off as he doesn't <laughs> think the pain is bad he thinks the pain is good that's what it sounds like let me let, let me play uh, it again okay. just in case i missed it of course the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price price of gas the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. So he's happy about the pain because there's more benefit to those who can access electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. This is the transportation secretary who took two months off for paternity leave when he and his husband adopted a couple of babies and he just took some time off, two months in the middle of the, of the crisis for getting goods in, the supply crisis. When the whole supply chain was was just stopped, you didn't see this guy for two months. This is his purview in his department. He's also the guy that said, go and buy an EV if the prices of, of gasoline is too high. He said that out loud probably a month or so ago. Today, or yesterday, he's saying, you know, the pain at the, at the pump basically is worth it because it benefits those who have access to an EV, to an electric vehicle. What about those who don't have access to an EV? Like the vast majority of us. Thousand dollar car at this time. You mean the vast majority of us? Yeah, yeah. Because most people don't have EVs. I know. Which, by the way, have lithium batteries in them, and China and Russia have a really good friendship with Afghanistan, where a lot of lithium materials are. You know, Afghanistan that we left eighty something billion dollars worth of machinery there. And China's going to have the corner of the market, and they can do anything they want the more we're pushed to getting into electric vehicles. I, I, don't, I don't know how this guy is in the administration. Look, he's, he's a doofus, and he's allowed to have this opinion if he wants, but how is he in the administration? Now, I'll, I'll continue by telling you this administration does not care about the American people. Here's further proof. This is um, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the press secretary for Joe Biden's White House. Legalized same-sex marriage in uh, 2015. What is the White House view on that? Is, is, does that raise a lot of concerns? So, what is the White House view on same-sex marriage? Because I guess the question is whether same-sex marriage will come up in front of the SCOTUS now. Uh, 
It, sh it should raise concerns. As we know um, from the Dobbs decision, uh, one of the things that uh, we saw uh, from, uh, from Judge Thompson is that they're looking to go further. Uh, Carrie, who, who the hell is Judge Thompson? Uh, there is not a Thompson on the Supreme Court. There's a Thomas. We talk about the, no, no, the, the Dobbs decision, Judge, Judge Thompson. Yeah, Clarence no? Thomas, not Thompson. Do you, do you call him Judge Clarence Thomas, by the way? Um, in my stories, probably. I mean, I would call him Justice, Justice Thomas, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, Justice Thomas, yeah. Very rare to call him Judge yeah. Tom Thomas. And I don't think anybody's ever called him Judge Thompson. But, but maybe, listen, maybe I heard it wrong. On his podcast, the Supreme Court was clearly wrong and overreaching when it legalized same-sex marriage in uh, 2015. What is the White House view on that? Is, is, does that raise a lot of concerns? So, uh, it, sh it should raise concerns. As we know um, from the Dobbs decision, uh, one of the things that uh, we saw uh, from, uh, from Judge Thompson is that they're looking to go further. Uh, I mean, how dumb do you have to be to not know it's Clarence Thomas? I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I mean, okay, is he a judge? Yeah, but he's a justice. I mean, that's a little bit uh, different as it's a lifetime appointment to the highest court in the land. But if you call him judge, is it factually wrong? Probably not. He is a justice, though. That's the proper respect. And then she, she says Thompson and doesn't think twice. Listen, we all misspeak. Hell, did you hear Carrie last hour? So, I mean, uh, whoa, what? I apologize what? for that. There is no need to bring it back what? up again. Thank you very much. I'm not even sure why you apologize for it. I mean, well, uh, yeah, so it, why no? bring it up again? Uh, what did what you, you say? What? You're so used to it? I didn't say anything. No, no, you I did. wouldn't say that. You did. I'll okay. say this. For somebody who's done the news on this program for 15 <sighs> years, you make very, very few mistakes. So I'm going to ride this one. <laughs> well, it was a big one. Yeah. There were a few mistakes in that one. Yeah. I mean, it's Twitter. I think it's Twitter is what you're trying to say. So anyway, what? I wasn't listening. I don't know. Okay. Thank you very much. What did you say instead of Twitter? Do you remember? I don't keep going. I don't remember. Mike, if you can, gr grab that piece of audio send that to me. <laughs> no. Probably break Mike, that down tonight. Don't do that. <laughs> so so uh, listen, we all make mistakes. We all, we're all human. We all have, um, sometimes we have a, a brain fart. Uh, I've got plenty of brain farts. Carrie can attest to that. Mm -hmm. um, and and we, we just, we say the wrong thing. And then we go back later and say, yeah, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say this. But there's no hesitation in her face when she calls Justice Clarence Thomas, Judge Thompson. And you might say, yeah, come on. Yes, she's human. And, and I've not ridden her very hard since she's taken this job over at all. And she's been horrible. I mean, I'll play a soundbite here and there. I just think she's horrible. But, I mean, here's somebody who every time she appeared on CNN or MSNBC, where the hell she was, she was on one of these far left-wing um, networks all the time. Every single thing out of her mouth was about racism. Everything in America is racist. Everything we've ever done is racist. Everything we'll ever do is racist. And you've got a couple of people who are high-level people in the administration. Think about how important the job a press secretary really is. She is the mouthpiece for the President of the United States. She is the voice that goes out every day to the press, to us, to tell us what this administration is thinking. And she says, as we know from the Dobbs decision, one of the things we saw from Judge Thompson is that they're looking to go further. What? And when she says that, like Carrie knew that she flubbed a word. I know when I flub a word. And then we say, hey, well, let me let me fix that. 
She doesn't pause. So either she thinks his name is Judge Thompson or she's just going off the... Go ahead. Maybe she thinks, okay, if I said it, okay, nobody's bringing it up. I'm just going to keep on going. Maybe nobody caught that. Yeah, now, but I mean, the complicit media is not going to call her out. Well, no. I mean, when you're speaking for the administration at the White House, yeah, people are going to be listening uh, probably a lot more than they listen when I'm doing a newscast. So, Carrie, if you said Judge Thompson, wouldn't you know immediately that it should be Justice Thomas? Well, I'd like to think I would, yeah. Immediately, right? Yeah. Because I mean, from what we saw last hour, you might say Judge Thompson at some point. Okay. But what I'm saying is what? Thank you. Uh, but you would catch enough. it, yeah, and you would fix that. Uh huh. Thank you. I would. What? You are being very rude. This today. is the first time in eight years you've made a mistake. I'm allowed. <laughs> give me Man. a break. Mm. Give me a I give me a damn apologized. break. So now here's right. Well, I, I thought that was a little bit out of character, to be honest. So that <laughs> I do know what you had for lunch. So what I'm saying is, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> this person who has this job has this job, in my not humble opinion at all, because she's black, female, and gay. That's it. I have not been impressed by anything she said. I have not been impressed by anything she's come up with. She says, I don't know, I'll have to check on that, almost every single day, five to ten times per session. And then when you call a Supreme Court justice, of which there are only nine, when you call him out of his name and you don't correct yourself, she is way over her head in this job. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. A, the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, saying, hey, this is a great benefit, these high prices, for uh, for anybody who's got access to an EV, electric vehicle. And then Corrine Jean-Pierre just completely flubbing the name of one of the nine Supreme Court justices. Your thoughts about this administration when it comes to things like this? Because I think this tells us one overwhelming thing. They just don't care about the truth, and they don't care about the American people. Your thoughts when we come back. Stay here. This is the Joe Bag Show. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Cash Patel at the bottom of the hour. He's the former chief of staff at the Department of Defense under President Trump. We're going to talk a lot about the J6 committee, America first, Republican infighting. We're going to do all that stuff. Make sure you stick around for it. Uh, first, got to remind you about Eden Pure. Eden Pure has got this great thunderstorm air purifier system. It is great because, uh, well, they named it right. After, after you plug it in, it doesn't take up any floor space. You just plug it right into the socket. When you plug it in, it's going to leave a great odor like a thunderstorm came through left and left everything smelling fresh and clean. You know that smell, right? You really do get that when you walk past this and it kills any of these uh, out of control odors that you might have to uh, you might have. Any odor is going to disappear when you use the thunderstorm. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers and more are no match. They've sold over 265,000 of them, so you know that it must work, right? And best of all, no filters to buy. How cool is that? Right now, save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home protection. Get three units for under 200 bucks. That's a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers that can go for over $600. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you, can, you need clean, fresh air. 
And with a special offer, you're going to get three units for under 200 bucks. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in discount code PAGS3, save $200 right now. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, shipping is free as well. All right, your thoughts about Pete Buttigieg not caring about the hurt that you're going through because of the gas prices. And by the way, uh, Carrie, have you compared gas prices in your neighborhood? I, and it's so funny you mentioned this because I took a quick trip to Oklahoma this past weekend. Yeah. And I was noticing, because now in Texas, I've noticed we've gone down below $4 a gallon. It seems yes. like most places. Oklahoma, I could not find it under $4. And that's Couldn't something? do it. Yep. Couldn't do it. So in my neighborhood, there are two gas stations right next to each other. So they always compete at price. Three eighty nine today, right? Mm-hmm. $3.89. Now on the way home from thing that sounds like BAMS, there's a gas station closer to my house, forty cents more a gallon, four twenty nine. Wow. Yikes. What's the thought process there? Well, know. if you miss those gas stations, screw you. Give us an extra 40 cents a gallon. <laughs> I will not. Is that what it is? No. I, I mean, amazing. Uh, what's the thinking behind that? Because this gas station, down the street and get it 40 cents less. Well, I guess they're hoping that people will have forgotten or they didn't notice or whatever. Um, um, but now this gas station did not have the price up on the marquee for a long time. And I think that you have to. Hmm. Um, I think that's sort of a regulation that you have to show it. And finally, it was up today, 40 cents more a gallon. I kid you not. Wow. No. Right. Why would that you do happening. that anyway? Why, I don't think not that's doing good it. business, but okay. Nope. Nope. And invariably, hmm. there's always somebody there buying some gas. It's weird. All right. Let me go to the phone lines. Your thoughts about Pete Buttigieg saying, I don't care about your the pain at the pump. Get an EV. And uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre saying, uh, Judge Thompson. They just don't care about the American people. They don't care about the truth. And they're just collecting a massive paycheck for doing very little. Josh, Minnesota, talk to me. Hey, I think that she's just representing the positions of the White House. She's probably directly quoting the president when she makes these mistakes and flubs. Oh, you you think that Biden said, hey, go out there and complain about Judge Thompson? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And and as far as uh, Pete goes, I, I deliver gasoline for a living. And um, I feel that you are going to see a price drop prior to the election. Of course. Right now, we're waiting between three and four hours just to get one load of gas where we normally have delivered two loads already. We're only doing one load. And the governor of Minnesota just exempted us from hours of service. So we can all work around the clock until August 14th. Wow. Now, uh, Josh, are you, you're delivering the gasoline in an EV, right? I am delivering the gasoline <laughs> in, uh, in a diesel semi-truck that, that has some alternative fuel. We use DEF. <laughs> I mean, at the, listen, at the end of the day, these people are so detached, it makes my face hurt. David, quickly for me, let's go. Yeah, man, I know you're up against the break. I'll be brief. I love you. Love your show. Thank you. I was calling... Uh, Josh hit the nail on the head with uh, quoting the president, but I just wanted to give you some food for thought, man. Like, imagine if a white conservative said Judge Thompson, like the backlash would be unreal. It would be. Oh, and uh, this is my favorite way to, that, that you let callers go. Carrie, I love you, too. You know what I mean? I'm not even ready for that garbage. Darn it. That's awesome. Call of Whatever. Suckycall.com. Block him, Sam. That was great. I'm kidding. We're not going to block the guy. How dare you do that? How dare you? Great call. Excellent call. We got to do a break here. When we come back, it's going to be Cash Patel. Do not touch that dial. He's got a lot to say. But America first. And again, that troop, the troop buildup that was offered to the Capitol, they ignored it. Keep it here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this young man back. It's Cash Patel, former chief of staff to the Department of Defense. Big, big uh, job. It was a big deal. And, uh, and Cash knows exactly what really went down before January 6th. And he knows the inner workings of the Republican Party, which seems to be splintering. Cash, always great to see you. How are you? Joe, thanks so much for having me back on the show. Love to be with you. Hey, I want to make sure that people understand you are not on social media other than, than truth. That's it. No, you're totally right. The only place I exist is on Truth Social at Cash. Everything else is a fake or a knockoff. And, and there are a lot of them out there. So at K-A-S-H, go follow him on Truth Social right now. In case you were wondering, I'm at Joe Pags. Go follow Cash. You don't have to worry about me. Big, <laughs> big, big engagement on Truth. I mean, all of a sudden, it's almost like it's waking up. I mean, that it was interesting. Do you know why that's happening? Yeah, look, Truth Social, now i got to be up front. I'm on the board of directors yeah. for President Trump for Truth Social and Devin Nunes. And so we're, you know, it's part of my job to get it going, but they've been at it for six months. That's why, you know, we've got it on the Apple store. We've got it on all computers and laptops and hopefully in the next month it'll help the Android. And that's what you, what I think you see happening is, you know, this moniker of freedom of speech actually means something. And when Elon Musk took the hammer down to Twitter, people actually were forced to listen to what Devin and I exposed during Russiagate, that Twitter's full of bots and fake Chinese accounts. Yes. Now people actually see on Truth Social you get actual social media with human beings. So you get to interact with, you know, people. And I think that's literally the difference at Truth Social. People on people. And it's not necessarily an echo chamber. You had Gavin Newsom showed up and he started right. posting dumb stuff. I mean, it's open to everybody. But all we really want is if somebody, like I've got 51,000 followers, I think now, on Truth. You've got hundreds and hundreds of thousands, which is awesome. If they decide to follow me or follow you, they should see what we post. That's not really that complicated. Is it, Cash? No. And I, and I welcomed Gavin Newsom the day he caught on. I've invited AOC on. I want them all on. In my feed, I see people attacking me all the time. And that's great. That's social discourse. It's not a Donald Trump-only platform. It's a free speech platform, like the title says, Truth Social. And I, I think that's why people love it. And by the end of the summer, look, I think we're going to be half as big as Twitter once we turn on Android. And remember... We haven't even gone international yet, which right. is coming later this year. At K-A-S-H, go follow him right now on True Social. It's Cash Patel, former um, uh, chief of staff, Department of Defense. And I always go back to that because this January 6th committee is a kabuki theater. It's made for <laughs> it's a made-for-TV drama. It's so stupid. Cash, you did speak with them, right? But, but it was not on primetime television. Yeah, you know, I was the first guy subpoenaed, me and Scavino, actually. And I found out about the subpoena, not from the committee, but from the Washington Post calling me in the middle of the night on my personal cell phone because probably Adam Schiff leaked it to them. Can you imagine? The it's a, that, well, 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 I, just, I just want to say this. They're, they're doing all this stuff in prime time. They've got the liar lady who was on there that was debunked almost immediately from the Secret Service about Trump grabbing the wheel and steering yeah. the, you know, the whole thing was just so stupid. Um, but, but Cash, the most important thing, that, that people don't really know yet is this whole idea that Trump offered up ten to 20,000 National Guard troops to protect the Capitol. Capitol Police said no, and Bowser said no. So basically, Pelosi said no, who's in charge of the Capitol Police, and Bowser, the mayor of D.C., said no, and they're all still lying that there's no evidence that that happened. So when you sit down with the J6 committee, did you tell them that? Did they ask about that? Absolutely, and thanks for letting me clarify this. I've been demanding my transcript re-release since December, since I testified wow. every single page of it and everybody else's. I was chief of staff at DOD. I was in the Oval Office with the President of the United States, the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, and a couple of the people on January 4th. And in that meeting, the President authorized 10 to 20,000 National Guardsmen. Most of your audience might be saying, who cares? What does that matter? The law, the Supreme Court of the United States has said there can be no National Guard deployment unless two things happen. One, 
an authorization from the commander in chief, which we got days before. Yes. The second part of the law, it's not an or, it's an and must happen. There must be a request from local law enforcement, in this case, DC Mayor Bowser or the United States Capitol Police, which you said correctly report Nancy Pelosi. We put out Bowser's letter where she said no in writing. We put out the United States Capitol Police timeline where their heads of arms, sergeant at arms, both said absolutely not. It's not our words, it's theirs. They didn't want the National Guard on January 4th, on 5th, on the 6th. They wanted it when, every, when it was too late because they wanted the political optics. And that's the most important thing. I stressed this January 6th committee and they could have cared less about that. And they just had snippets of Mark Milley come in for a deposition where he omitted the truth. He talks about how he had conversations with a vice president on January 6th. And I've never said this on TV before. So what? The vice president and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are by law outside the chain of command. Yes. They can't order anyone to do anything, literally. Now, what, was this on the second or the third when this happened, that the offer was made? Uh, I think it was the third or the fourth. I, you know, I can't remember. It was, but it was days before. I mean, and you easily could have had them there on the ready, and none of this stuff would have happened. You get it. You totally get it. And then now the Jan 6 committees, I, you know, ironically, the people that were mortified that President Trump walked across Lafayette Square with a military uniformed officer carrying a sidearm, these guys now wanted tanks and bell-fed machine guns on January wow. 6th. These people have no idea what it takes to defend a nation. They just care about optics. And we put the optics aside and put the national security mission first. And it's impossible. I always want to say this, but I never get to. It is factually and legally impossible for the president of the United States to support an insurrection when he authorized his Department of Defense to secure and protect the Capitol beforehand. Former Chief of Staff of the Department of Defense, it's uh, Cash Patel, and we always appreciate the time and the, uh, and the knowledge, Cash. I'm going to make a comparison that I think might make it easier for people who are watching and listening to, to understand. When Hurricane Katrina happened, Ray Negan, the mayor, and mm -hmm. the Governor Blanco had to ask George W. Bush to send in the National Guard to help out. They didn't. They dragged their feet, and then Bush got in trouble because he didn't send the National Guard fast enough. What you just said is factually true. He cannot go around the federalism that's already in place where the state or the whoever the governing board is, the, the governing, the overseers of an area are, they have to ask for it. Otherwise, the federal government could, anytime they want, send National Guard to my house and take it over. I mean, it has to be requested. There has to be an approval. There has to be an offer. All of that happened before January 6th, and they all turned it down. So let me ask you this. How do they get away in the fake news with saying there is no evidence that former President Trump ever offered National Guard troops? They keep saying it. There, there's so much evidence. There's sworn testimony. Forget me, me, chief of staff at DOD, who swore under the penalty of perjury. There's memorandums that I gave them from the Department of Defense that Mark Milley signed that show these actions that the Secretary of Army signed. There's the Secretary of Defense himself who testified under oath three separate times yeah. saying this. And he's also said it publicly. And oh, by the way, here's the kicker. Mark Milley is a political animal. And if he could in any way show that the opposite were true, that the lies of the January 6th committee were true, he would have leaked it. Yes. You haven't heard one peep from him to denying that President Trump authorized the National Guard. That's how you know it's true. And I noticed that you're not sitting in jail on charges of perjury. It's Cash Patel. Go to at Cash on Truth. If you haven't signed up for Truth yet, I don't want to hear about your Android uh, story. You've got Google Chrome on your phone. Go to Google yeah. Chrome, put in truthsocial.com, sign up, get an account, follow Cash at Cash, follow former President Trump at Real Donald J. Trump, follow me at Joe Pags. It's a great site. 
Tons of engagement compared to Twitter. It's tons. Uh, Cash's book is called The Plot Against the King. Get this if you haven't gotten it yet. The Plot Against the King. And his website is fightwithcash.com and Cash is K-A-S-H. I want to talk about the, the infighting with the Republican Party a little bit. I've only interviewed Mike Pence once, and it was in the campaign back in 16. I haven't talked to him since. Seems like a nice guy. But now he's starting to come out, and, and he's the establishment guy. He's going to calm things down, and, and he's going to go to Arizona and go back a candidate against Kerry Lake, who's the Donald Trump-supported candidate. Cash, why do you think Mike Pence would do this? What's the story here? Look, you know, they, you know, the, 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 the old guard Republican Party thinks that they can restore that old guard Republican Party. What they fail to realize is Donald Trump transformed that Republican Party. Donald Trump will be in Arizona on Friday for a rally where we have, he has endorsed and I've endorsed Carrie Lake, Abe Hamada, and Blake Masters, the America first leaders at Arizona Needs. Right. The fact that Mike Pence is going out there to support a self-funded billionaire fake uh, Republican tells you everything you need to know about the status of the country and what he's doing. He's trying to get name recognition. Maybe he's running for president. It doesn't matter who runs. If Donald Trump runs, it does not matter. And it, I don't think it matters in Arizona who Mike Pence endorses. Yeah, but Cash, the left doesn't do this. Democrats always circle the wagons. Why is it always our side? I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm an America first guy. I'm not a party guy. Why would anybody come out? Like, people are attacking Mara Flores, who is the, uh, the the young woman who was born in Mexico, who just is a Republican, conservative, married to a Border Patrol agent, just won a special election. They're saying mm-hmm. that she voted for amnesty, and she didn't. She didn't vote for amnesty. That's just a lie. But we've got Republicans coming out and saying she's a problem. Uh, Trump is a problem. Carrie Lake's a problem. Why is it our side that does this? You know, that's, if, if we knew the resolution of that answer, we would be winning everything yeah, all day long. And I, and I honestly think it's that we cannot put our, our, our slight differences aside uh, for the betterment of the, of the conservative movement. The, you know, I'm with you on this whole political party nonsense. It's the values that bind us together. Yes. And we just can't for, for because I think there's certain egos out there, and I won't name them, that think that these parties and institutions exist to serve their needs. They don't. They exist to serve the American people. And some of these folks have never had a real job, have never done anything, but they want their caravans, they want their free security, they want their free travel, and they want their name on TV. So they'll do anything to keep it. And it's, it's just a failure of service to the American people. And uh, we need to do better. Fightwithcash.com. It's K-A-S-H, at Cash, over on Truth Social. Let's talk about Musk and Trump a little bit. Um, I tweeted to, to Musk the other day. He, uh, he said something about uh, you got to put him out to pasture, his time is done, he's got to move on. And, and I responded to him and I said, tell me what on policy you've got a problem with. I talked about energy independence, lower regulations, lower taxation, lower government, love America, close the border, energy independence. And, and I said, what on policy do you disagree with him? And he responded to me. He said, ah, I just don't know that we want the drama of the bull in the china shop all the time. And then he said he thinks that the, the, the age that you should stop running for president is 69, but I think he was trolling with the number 69. What is the issue? Elon Musk says he's a right guy now. He says that he was kicked out of the Democrat Party, basically. Donald Trump is probably the reason, America First is probably the reason why he sees it that way. Why do we want billionaire versus billionaire when they appear to be on the same side of the aisle? That's kind of odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of, maybe it's a little odd, but I think when you took a look at these two figures, and I don't know Elon Musk really, I don't know him at all. Yeah. Um, I just know I helped fund his programs at DOD to the tune of 20 or 30 billion. Wow. Uh, if he wants to send me a thank you letter, he can. <laughs> but I, I saw your, your exchange with him, and it's, it's amazing, and it's awesome that he responded to you, because it's what you said. 
He agrees with the policies and the direction of the country that President Trump took it, but he disagrees with the person. That's ridiculous. It's absurd. It is. If we based it on people who we liked, we wouldn't know almost no politicians would get elected and do the job successfully. And this billionaire battle, you know what? I think it's great. I think every time that Elon Musk says anything on Twitter, the, even the fake wing media has to cover it. Yeah. When Donald Trump speaks on Truth Social, that's why it's growing so exponentially, because they don't want to cover Donald Trump on Truth Social, but they have to cover Elon Musk kicking Twitter's ass every day. Yes. And now these geniuses fell into the trap. <laughs> Musk is going to sue them, countersue them right. for years and going to expose the bots and everyone's going to see it even more and more and more. So I think Twitter's on its way down and... You know what? I might be in the minority, but I'm all for this billionaire battle. Well, it's very interesting to watch in the sidelines, that's for sure, although I wasn't really in the sidelines because I was in the middle of it there. I know President Trump. You know President Trump. He's a really nice guy. He's a cool guy to hang out with. He's a good guy to talk to. Yeah. I've interviewed him 11 times, and we actually did an in-person interview uh, in the green room at the White House. He's a really nice guy. And I'll give one short example. He's a billionaire that you would assume would talk down to you. He doesn't. And, uh, in fact, my daughter, Sam, who I think you've talked to in setting up interviews, was yeah. there with me. And he sat down across from me. I said, oh, this is my daughter, Sam. Sprung back up, went over, shook her hand, gave her a hug. And I'm like, this is the president of the United States who has a gold toilet in our Trump Tower. He just jumped up as if my daughter was the most important person in the room. Cash, people don't know that about him. Do they need to know more of that about him or, or you like the, the bull? You know, I, I think you only get that when you have a, when you're fortunate enough to have the relationship you do and I do. Yeah. And, it's, and he doesn't run on that. He runs on policies and decisions that make America safer. And I had a similar experience when I interviewed him down at Mar-a-Lago. My parents happened to be there. Yeah. He, without telling me, went over to my parents, sat down, had a conversation with them and offered them tea. I mean, this is the president of the United States. And, you know, people don't hear those stories, but the people that work with him know what he stands for. Yeah. And if we were treated like the way they've, they've sort of uh, characterized President Trump in the media and the fake news media, none of us would work for him. But you know that's fake. I know it's fake. I know the man he is. You do. And I think most viewers do, too. I even think the CNN and the New York Times of the world know it, too. They just they just refuse to report it well, because just, they did that. Just go up. before he came down the escalator. They all not only knew it, they all wanted to be in his circle. They're yeah. all so full of crap, right? I mean, they all changed everything because he wasn't saying the things on policy that they wanted to hear. So we go back to, I want to finish with this. America First is the policy that, that he's, uh, he's out there campaigning on, although he's not officially running. I hope he does. He's backing candidates that love America, want to close mm -hmm. the border, want to be energy independent. They want us to, 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 to be proud of our country again. Um, when he's out there doing all of that, I don't understand why everybody left and right, if you're center left a little bit, center right a little bit, far right, who cares what his personality is, which again, you and I like. I mean, Obama's got an unbelievable fake personality. He looks like a guy you'd want to have a beer with, but his policies sucked. So can, <laughs> can, can we look past this? And I'm not, Trump is not going to change and I don't want him to really change. I want people who are perceiving him to change. Can that happen? Because I still hear from Republicans, and so do you, Cash, who say, yeah, but he's not really presidential enough. Yeah, but does he have to tweet like that? What do you think has to happen to get them in the tent? I think we're almost there. You'll never get everybody there, but I think I've been saying this for a long time, and so have you. The left, the radical left, has politicized the national security apparatus so much that you've seen the disastrous consequences at our border against Iran, Russia, yes. China. We can go on countering terrorism, Afghanistan, everything. That combined with what you were just talking about, that people want decisions in leadership that don't jack up gas prices, that don't jeopardize their child's safety and educational rights, and that safeguard America. 
and they are willing to trade off personality, whatever they call flaws and whatnot, or fake news flaws, yeah. to get the change done. So I think those two are converging this this election cycle because look, it's been what eighteen months of Joe Biden, and we're in the worst place we've ever been in like fifty five years yes. in American history. People are quietly sitting at their kitchen tables, going, "I might be a moderate, but uh, we were way better off under President Trump, and my kids are getting older." And that's what we need again. Get his book, The Plot Against the King. It's a, it's a great book. I've got it in my office. Also, go and check him out, fightwithcash.com. Cash is with a K, at Cash on Truth. Literally 10 seconds, Cash. Could you ever have imagined President Trump jumping on Air Force One, going over and fist bumping and kissing the ass of the Saudi prince? I mean, could you imagine? No. What he did was get Mideast peace negotiations done yep. for the first time in world history. That's the difference. Cash Patel, former DOD chief of staff. Thanks a lot for your friendship. I love Truth Social. Everybody should go there. Follow him at Cash. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Thanks, Joe. Have a great day. Be back soon. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's interesting. It's interesting because Cash Patel has the goods on what was offered before January 6th, and yet this nighttime soap opera they keep on putting on television, these, these hearings, they're not bringing him in. They're not releasing the transcripts where he said it was offered and it was turned down by Nancy Pelosi and by Bowser. I mean, it's really very simple. If President Trump offered up those troops... Why then would he try to get people to overturn our democracy or burn the Capitol down? Of course, he wouldn't. That's the point. That's the entire point. And Cash makes that point, and he's made it consistently. And if he's lying about it, he'd be behind bars for lying in front of Congress. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. A lot more coming your way. Appreciate you stopping by. If you're somebody who likes those Come on, videos I do on TikTok. I'm done with TikTok. I deleted the app off my phone. I posted a last video up there to direct people to Instagram. Go to Instagram, either the app or Instagram.com, and put in Joe Talk Show, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Go there. The Come on, I think I did three or four today. So go and check them out. We're back after this. This is the Joe Pegg Show.